Hi, this is Luca. And this is Laura. And this is the Career Beat Talks podcast. Where we bring you the latest insights from the world of recruiting. From both sides, the candidate's perspective and the company's perspective. Let's jump right in. When I, I was working in a big corporate, um, of course, like going to the office every single day um, was the way to work. And, and that has like a lot of benefits. And I really enjoyed it in many senses. But when I started my own company and at least also my own uh, business as consulting before we founded CareerBee, um, I started working fully, like 100% remote, which brought a lot of benefits to my life. Uh, but of course, it was also a big adaptation period for me in the beginning. I really felt alone for so, so long until I understood like how can I really make the best out of this new working situation. So what we are going to talk about today is really remote work. Is it good? Should companies be offering it? Or should companies maybe rather offer a hybrid model? And also looking, of course, into the market here in Germany, as this is, of course, the market we always focus on. Um, so let us just start, uh, Luca, by talking about remote work. I know now you also do it full time. Um, what do you think like, are the good things about it? And where do you see some challenges? Yeah, so for me, definitely, I also uh, enjoy remote work. Or for us, it's mostly working working from home. Um, but I, I think it's it's a decision that everyone has to make for themselves. Right? I think it's something that really depends on your life circumstances. For example, for me, why is it, uh, or why do I think for me it's very good? Because I'm a very early bird, so I like to get up early in the morning. I get most of my work done probably between six and nine uh, <laughs> where, where I tackle the, 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 the difficult problems and no one is disturbing right no messages so this for me like when I was working in office like especially since I had a longer travel I was never able to be there right um, and I had to get up in the morning get ready travel to work and then most of my energy was already depleted so what I have noticed is like I get a lot of work more work done uh, remotely but I also know some people, for example, if your situation is, hey, you have a, a family and you have two kids who are staying at, at home because they're maybe too small to go to, to school or to kindergarten um, and you're always around kids or something, then for, for those people working from home, it's really a challenge, right? So, uh, yeah, I think it really depends on your life circumstances, your individual working uh, uh, preferences. And then, of course, we also have to consider some type of jobs cannot be done remotely, right? Um, it's really interesting. Like in the past, like if you really go back 150 years, um, it actually started out that most of the work was to be done at home. And it was a right that the workers fought for. No, I have a secure working place in my factory and I don't have to work at home. And mm -hmm. now has has completely switched, right? So we're all used to working in the office, working in the office. And now us mobile workers or digital workers mostly working with in internet and then on the, on the laptop for us it's a benefit now to be working at home but we cannot forget there's also like a huge uh, type of the population that cannot that does do the job from from home even for i believe like even if you work in the in a factory or if you do something some part of your job can be done also from home giving you flexibility so i also don't like this argument but yeah it's a it's a very complex topic and i'm really happy to uh, elaborate together with with you uh, laura what do you think about this 
Yeah, I I love the, you know, looking back into history and how things change, it will probably continue to change as well. But I really love this, you know, security of jobs, what it meant previously and what it means now as well. And so I really like that fact. I also like the fact that you mentioned it depends a lot on, you know, the lifestyle or the situation that you have. I mean, looking into the fact that also in the future in Germany, we'll need to hire much more international. I think remote job brings one additional benefit, which I personally also used. And that was one big reason why I wanted to work remotely for the rest of my life, which is my family is in Ecuador, right? So when I am working in Germany, I'm you know, an ocean <laughs> far from uh, my family. So being able to go back home, being able to then, you know, spend time with them while working, that is like, for me, the most important benefit a job should offer for me personally, right? So that I think is also a great benefit looking into the future. And I also find it very interesting. And I don't know what you think about that. But because it has been so difficult to find talents in the last years, or even the years to come, you know, Forcing people to move, especially to smaller places, is very difficult when you're in need to attract those talents. And then as a company, being able to offer some hybrid models, as you mentioned, Luca, not for every job that will be possible. But if there is a possibility, thinking that way will allow you to access a much bigger talent pool. So plenty of benefits that I can think of. But what I would be very curious is what do you think are also the disadvantages? The disadvantages. Yeah, that's a, a good um good question. I think or from my own experience, um, so there's a higher need for active communication. So if you work remotely, if you work digitally together and you don't actively engage in information sharing, the information flow will be less because you don't meet in the office door, you don't meet in the cafeteria, you don't meet in the uh, in front of the elevator in, in the office building. And always with these kind of like mini encounters, what you can see is people are sharing information with each other. And if you, because you don't have that anymore, right? Uh, the the informal information flow is a little bit lower. So what I have noticed is that it creates, it puts a higher demand of you for actively think about, okay, what do I communicate? Where do I put my stuff so that other people can see it? If I do, I share, put it on a shared trifolder. What's our uh, internal man um, knowledge management structure? Where are we putting our documents that we work on together, right? So it's a little bit of a higher effort how to organize and how to communicate. And if you don't do this correctly, I think this is when companies say, oh, yeah, our culture is suffering or our working together is not working, right? And they sometimes use this as a justification then for going back to how it was pre-pandemic. Um, but, yeah, I, I think just puts a little bit higher demand. It can work. Like you and I, right, we've been doing this for, for years now and it works perfectly and I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Um, but um, it puts a more communication uh, demand on you and you have to fulfill that. Um, yeah, I think that's for me the main part do you have do you have uh, some other ideas yeah this for sure like I can sign it I did feel obviously I was also working in a very big company so it was very easy to meet people but this connecting on another level besides work becomes very difficult in a virtual setting right if you see each other all the time or drinking coffee automatically you will end up doing an after work together someday and then bonding more so I feel that gets lost um in fully remote jobs. And I would also say the other disadvantage, I think this depends a lot on the person as well, is I feel I work much more, <laughs> right? Because 
being at work is so easy. Probably you just have to walk 10 steps and then your laptop is open if that is the type of job you're doing. And then uh, you just start working until the moment, you know, you, I don't know, need to do the next thing. But right, it's like, it's so mixed into your personal life. Like while you watch a movie, you can still go up into your little office and start working again. And that's what I do, right? So I feel like the working times has become a bit longer. I feel I am, I feel the pressure to be available much more as well, because I mean, the office is next door. So why are you not working, right? So I feel like the work you have to do on yourself to be constant on what are the working hours and what not, and where to, you know, take off expectations of being online all the time. That is something that you need to do much more when you don't have an office where you clock off and hopefully don't have to think about work anymore. Yeah. That's that's true. Um, personally, I I never had that, but I'm, I'm very thankful that you shared this because I know from conversations that people really feel that, and um, it's a huge pain point. So yeah, these like um, these boundaries, right? You're saying these boundaries you have to set, and this is what you have to do on your own. If you're lucky, your manager is someone who's setting these boundaries for the whole team. But especially, we also know a lot of these managers who like to write the uh, emails at 9 p.m. Right, uh, and then you feel like, oh shit, it's popping up on my on my on my mobile phone right now. I need to respond. Right, so here, open communication. Really say, hey, these are my working times. I'm not going to respond after two or two messages after this and this time. But again, it needs to be actively coming from you and setting these boundaries. It's hard, but definitely needed and will help you a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think now we have been looking more from the perspective of, you know, me as an employee, but let's look maybe at the complications companies could have on offering remote job. And I know this is a topic you like, Luca. <laughs> what about, you know, the whole data privacy topics <laughs> with allowing all your employees to work remotely? Yeah, Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a topic. Yeah, I sometimes sit in front of my LinkedIn feed, and I'm, probably all you all of have have seen this post where someone is saying, um, "Oh, there's a remote job. Why? Uh, why is it not advertised all over the world? Why can I not apply from this in this country?" Or, "Oh, you say you have remote work, but not 100%, only 50%. How? Why do you not do 100%?" And those type of posts on LinkedIn get a lot of traction. And I, as an HR former HR employee, I'm always sitting there. I'm like. Yeah, but you don't know the full story. <laughs> so there, there are still, and this is for every country, especially Germany, but for every country, there are just some boundaries set to us um, from legal side, from a social security side, from IT security side, that we just have to take into account. For example, why can I not just hire remote workers from all over the uh, uh, all over the, the country? Because you can go to talk to an HR legal person and ask them what the situation is, and it's not clearly defined. It might be that if you have a company set up in Germany, and let's even make the example like you want to have a worker from outside the EU, like how do you even do it? Like where does this person pay? Where do you pay the taxes? Where is this person uh, socially secured in their own country or in your country? Right? These are all questions, and we don't have the perfect answers to that yet, um, because they're just in the past. It's uh, it, it has not been that common. Not saying that there are not some ways how that would, can work. It can work. There are even some companies who help you to do that. So if you really want to do that, it's okay. There, you can find some solutions for how to do it. There's always a workaround. There's always some stuff you can do, and then you just have to deal with the legal consequences. But the problem is to make these decisions, it takes a lot of internal discussions. It takes a lot of time discussing with different people in the hierarchy. And in the end, Often the result is, well, let's make it easier for ourselves. Let's going to do it the way we did it in the past. 
right? So these are just some level of information people don't know. Also, what most of the people probably don't know in, in Germany, even if you stay within the local boundaries, if you have your employees working home 100%, it's, there are currently two types of so-called remote work. This, this word does not even exist in German legal structure, but there is the mobile work, which is occasional work, not from the workplace at some place else, which has no direct implication as you as an employer. On the other hand, there's what we call telework. Telework is something completely different. It's coming from the past. This is where I, as a company, tell you, I don't have a workspace for you in the office. You need to work from home. And then I, as an employer, am liable for setting up your workspace at home. I have to pay for it. I have to make sure, I have to control that your workplace at home is set up in an ergonomically correct way. And we could even discuss if I, if I maybe have to control by going into your home and controlling it, really. And this is not what any employee wants, right? So when you offer a lot of remote work, you need to be very careful that you don't end up offering what could be seen as telework because suddenly you as an employer are very liable. This is why some companies say, hey, we're always going to offer up to 50%, but not more than it because then it's not going to be telework. Some companies just say, we don't care. We just do it. No one is going to sue us, right? Some companies say, well, I'm going to do a virtual inspection of your workplace, whatever. Again, there are many different solutions you can make, but we have to take into account the legal side of things why companies are acting to understand why companies are acting the way they are acting. And usually the general public doesn't know this. And yeah, maybe with our podcast, we can share a little bit of light. Not saying that I'm a legal expert, uh, but also working in these project groups in the past, I gained some uh, interesting insights. And usually the answer is it's more complicated than you would think from the outset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this, Luke. I think this is such an important insight into... Yeah, as you mentioned, the other side that people don't see, and I was just imagining, you know, a boss coming into the house of a person where mostly oh it's God. like one room, imagine like how horrible that would be. <laughs> you did not uh, clean up like, oh, I have to inspect exactly. your working place. Right now. Yeah, that's not something that anyone wants, right? No. Of course. <laughs> and the laws are not there yet. So Germany in the past, they were discussing like introducing this kind of like remote work law, basically, but I don't think they ever passed it. And now we have different topics to worry about. So it's not getting a lot of push at the moment um so yeah every company can decide for themselves but just keep in mind it's usually a reason why they are behaving the way they are behaving of yeah. course some managers also don't like to lose the control right it's still true yeah some managers want to have their people working in the office that's of course something i don't i'm not a friend of so if there are reasons then we should have very good reasons usually just because i can keep track of what you're doing for me that's not a valid reason i don't know laura what do you think yeah that's what i wanted to say like i like that we highlighted some aspects of why it can be difficult it can i want to highlight that because i think of course if you really look into that there might be a way that you find you know how to create that for your employees and i think many companies have found interesting solutions so there's even like pioneers in this area uh, but what i don't like is to use excuses such as this to actually cover that you don't want your employees to work from home because you don't trust them you know <laughs> or because you want to have the whole control or you want things to stay as they have been in the past because it can't, you know, <laughs> you need to really look into possibilities of how to push this topic in either way, because as you mentioned, there's several ways to do it. It can be hybrid models. It can be, you know, a step-by-step -step plan for employees. Uh, it can be additional benefits that you offer. So there's like really good ways of how to find a solution and just to end this also on a positive note to really push more companies to at least think about it or find ways of how they could do it. I mean, 
first, and this one we already mentioned, attracting and retaining top talent. I think that's uh, the reason why you should look into it, especially if you're located in a company that is, you know, somewhere in smaller towns that are not super attractive. Yeah. Um, fostering diverse workforce, which is essential for innovation, right? Uh, now we need to hire international more than ever. So this will be essentially to look into as the story I mentioned, if I have the chance to find a company where I can work from my home, even if it's just two weeks, you know, that, that is such a huge benefit. Yeah. Um, and also from, um, sorry that, 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 that no, uh, please, please. There, but diversity. So I think one thing we are not considering it enough is how much more accessible you make work for parents. Um, so I said in my example in yeah. the beginning, well, well, parents don't want to work from home so much. There's also the other case. For example, um, some, some people know, but not a lot. So I was raised by a single mom and she even like uh, uh, um, uh, finished university, did her PhD with me as a small child and became a professor, which is super hard to do. You need to Amazing. Barriers, all as a single parent mom. So I'm super proud of, of her achievements in that area. Um, but I can tell you how difficult this was for us. Um, and on the other hand, I also know single racing moms not more working in a company side, and they would be so happy if you can offer them a remote place, remote work. They will work so hard for you because they can finally achieve both working, getting a good in income for their family, and then also taking care and spending time with their children. Of course, still not going to be easy, but so much more easy than if you if you have to talk or I have to drive in the office and find uh, uh, some some place where I can put my child. Yeah, so just as a society, also including these type of people, I think sometimes it's a little bit lost. We just say, yeah, diversity make it more accessible. But we do think about these cases. Like that's one of the biggest reasons why I think we should push this more because it can really help people, can enrich people's life. And I can tell you, they she's going to work, or also him. There's also single parents raising dads, of course. They're going to work so hard for you if you offer them this lifestyle. They will probably take less salary than, than others. They will work double as hard for you. And if other companies reaching out to them, they will not consider working for you. They will stay with you a very, very long time, super loyal. So yeah, that's, that's one of my, my favorite arguments. Other than this, you have access to a way bigger talent pool, of course. Yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe one that I want to also put in there, because I also think it's very good, is, you know, mitigating a little bit the environmental impact. Because I remember from your time, I mean, you were traveling every single day, like I think one hour there, one hour back. You did it by train, of course, but there are other people doing it in cars. Um, and all that, I mean, is it really necessary? <laughs> you know, there are plenty of ways how to there also help. And we all have a responsibility to think into ways how we can be more environmental friendly. Um, and just as a little reminder of something that didn't happen a long time ago, if another pandemic comes around the corner, imagine your company is already ready for it. And those companies that had already set up processes for mobile work or remote work or however we want to call that at this point and um, those companies were so much more successful working through the pandemic because they didn't need to start at that point they were already start looking into the other topics right so it makes sense in so many ways and i think that's what the message should be which i think luca will now do very nicely in our summary of this week's episode Yeah, so uh, as we have seen, remote work is a very complex topic that a lot of people have rightfully opinions on. We believe it's important first to consider that uh, not everyone, not every job can be done remotely. So in some ways nowadays, not in the past, nowadays it's kind of like a privilege to talk about it. 
But on the other hand, of course, this means we should talk about it, right? It, should, it shouldn't mean, oh, we're not allowed to talk about it and demand something that, that, that workers want or our companies should not think about it. Of course, they should think about it. What are the reasons um, why, why companies should be thinking about it? First is the retail, um, they're attracting more talents, right? So if your job, even if it's like 100 remote, you can really work, uh, look, for example, all throughout Germany, you have access to so much more talents. I recently had the case where this was the deciding factor where we went in a recruiting project from, oh, we cannot find anyone in the salary bracket to, hey, this is going to be very easy because we can look all over Germany, right? Um, also, as we said, diversity, work-life balance, inclusion. So it's the morally right thing to do if you can offer it, to offer it because you give access to more type of people. We did not even talk about impaired people, people with disabilities, but uh, sometimes this can also be a huge, huge impact um, for them to make it easier. Um, and of course, the mitigating the environment impact. So all in all, difficult topic. There are some legal boundaries we have to ship around. But if you can offer it uh, to some part or all of your workforce, uh, think about it. Uh, the more remote work uh, is offered, the more flexible your employees can choose how they want to do it. And usually the better off you are. And this way you can be a hub that attracts talents all over the place. And yeah, then you are set up really well for the future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We're super happy to have you here. And if you are a company who's looking for talents to expand their team, make sure to check out our services at careerb.de because there we explain how we help you find top talents much faster. And on the other side, if you're a talent who's currently looking for a job here in Germany, then make sure to also check out our website under careerb.de slash talents, because there you'll discover more about our brand new masterclass, where we really guide you step by step on how to find that dream job of yours. But in either case, you can also just send us a direct email to team at careerbeat.de because we're also super happy to address all your questions directly there. Wishing you a wonderful day.